Welcome to One Love Under the Influence. Uh, Kevin Sheldon here with One Love Ministries. And tonight, guys, what I want to talk to you about is um, I kind of want to reach out to some people. And what I'm what I'm really doing is, uh, look, man, uh, let's just say that you're listening. Uh, say that you've come across this podcast and, you know, maybe you're not saved. Maybe you've come across this and you're contemplating, you know, uh, maybe you have some friends that tell you about Jesus or tell you about God and, you know, you just don't know you're on the fence or something. And maybe you're listening to this and maybe you're a Christian that got saved some years ago and, you know, you're, you're finding yourself struggling. Uh, you, you've stopped going to church. You've stopped hanging out with godly people. Uh, maybe the church has offended you or whatever the case is. Maybe you're angry at God. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're mad at yourself. Maybe there's unforgiveness in your heart. Whatever the case is, um, God's big enough, uh, and he wants to help you with these problems. There, There's nothing that, if it matters to you, it matters to God. And, you know, he wants to, he wants to heal you, and he wants to bring you out of these 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 places in our lives. He don't. He, God cares about you. God loves you. Uh, he sent His Son to die for you, and He doesn't want you sitting around depressed. He doesn't want you sitting around on drugs. He doesn't want you, um, you know, doing these things that that's causing you to have a horrible life, or causing you to have a bad life, or causing you to not have self confidence or depression. Uh, not because of judgment, but because He loves you that much that He has something better for you. He truly does. And, um, you know, there's a story, and it goes like this. Uh, a guy stole a car, and the police were chasing him in this car. Well, the guy who owned the car gets a hold of the police department. And in the middle of this car chase, he tells them, Hey, guys, there's a box of crackers on the front seat that is covered in rat poison. I was actually on my way home to go and lay these crackers out because I have a rat infestation at the house. And uh, if he eats those crackers, he's going to die. And now more police have joined the chase and, and the guy's running even faster and harder. But what he doesn't realize is that the cops are no longer chasing him because they're trying to catch a, a thief that stole a car. They're trying to catch him to save his life. And it's the same thing with God. God's, God's relentless in chasing after you and God's relentless in, in coming to find you to get something great to you, not to beat you over the brow with what you've done and what you haven't done in life. And so I want to share a story with you, and it's out of Luke chapter 15. And this is a reflection of, of kind of, it is a reflection of how Jesus is and, and the way I want you to see Jesus. You know, it says this, it says, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him, to hear him. And all the Pharisees and the scribes, the religious people, complained, saying, This man receives sinners and he eats with them. So he spoke this parable, saying, and this is what Jesus said to him. He says, What man of you having a hundred sheep does not, and if, if he doesn't lose one, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness to go after the one which, until he finds it? Uh, and when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together all of his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice for me, with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I say to you, that likewise there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Guys, 
If you're broken, Jesus is after you. If you're on drugs, Jesus is after you. If you're an alcoholic, Jesus is after you. If you're living in sin, if you're if you're uh, going around and you're a thief in life, Jesus loves you. Um, if you are going around and you're you're physically abusive to somebody, Jesus loves you. It doesn't change that. And all He's waiting for you to do is to accept Him into your life. To to say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to make you my savior. I want to call on you. I want to let you in my heart and in my life. And tonight, what I want to do is I want to explain to you how to do that. If you've never done that, if you've never received Jesus into your life, um, then it, it's this simple, guys. And it's in the book of Romans. It's chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. And it says this. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So if you're somebody that's not saved and you haven't given your life to God, or you're not sure because a lot of people you say, hey, are you saved? Or, you know, hey, do you know you're going to heaven if you died tonight? Or if something happened tomorrow, or do you know you're going to heaven? A lot of people will tell you, well, I'm a good person. I do good. Uh, I've gone to church for a consistent amount of time. But you know what, guys? That does not guarantee your ticket in. The only way that you can know that you're saved is by this right here. This is how you know. And once you've said this and once you've done this, you're saved. And, and then what happens is, is you receive Jesus into your life as your Savior. And from that moment, listen, if, I promise you, if you've never made that decision, and if you decide to make that decision right now with your life, and you say, you know, Lord, I invite you into my heart. I, don't, I can't do that. I invite you into my heart. And I believe in my heart that God raised him up from the dead. Um, and it says right here, you will be saved if you do that. Um, if you do that and you say, God, I want to know how real you are. God, I want to know. Um, I want I want I want to know you. Listen, he will show up in ways in your life that will that it'll blow your mind. He will show up and you will absolutely know that there is a God in this universe and that he truly does care about you and he will make himself known to you. And now maybe you're the person that has been saved and, you know, fell away from the church, fell away from whatever the case was. Maybe you got back on drugs. Maybe you picked the bottle up again. I don't know. Um, I know that I've been there in my life. I know I had been saved and just don't know why. I can't tell you why. I guess I lost sight of things, lost sight of, um, of whatever it was in my life that... And I, and I backslid and I found myself doing drugs again and I found myself uh, strung out again and, and, and I had to take and I had to stop and I had to uh, do what, what I'm about to share with you and it's in Second Chronicles 7 and 14 and it says this, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will, heal, I will hear from heaven and then I will heal their land. And so that's what he's saying to, to his people. His people are the saved people, the people that have given their life to God, the people that have lived for God, that have seen his power, that have seen his presence, that, that know what he does. He's saying, listen, if you'll just humble yourself, if you'll just stop all this, if you'll just humble yourself and get back to me and turn back to me and make me priority again in your life, then I will heal your land. I will absolutely uh, show up and take over and and 
and be present once again in your life. You know, you got to remember God doesn't mess with free will. So until you ask him into your life, he's not going to come. God's a gentleman. And until you repent, God's not going to show up. You know, it requires repentance, guys. And he says what? He says, I give grace to the humble, but I resist the proud. So when we humble ourselves, you know, God shows up in mighty ways. You know, and in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, it says this. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, you know, you get saved, and, you, and it's, not a, it's not a big thing of trying to figure out all the right ways to do everything, the wrong ways to do everything. We just read a story that said, what did it say? Who did Jesus, who did, who did Jesus decide to sit with and have dinner? It was not the religious people. It was not the people that thought they had it all together. It says right here in the book of Luke, it says the tax collectors and the sinners, the people that were just considered to be the outcasts, the lost ones, the ones that, you know, were downtrodden, beaten down, tired, uh, wore out, you know, hanging out in bars, hanging out in other places, just the ones that had a lot of issues that were completely broken. Those are the ones he came for. He came for me. He came for you. You know, and he came to give us life and life more abundant. You know, in the Bible, it says that that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But he says that he came to give life and give life more abundant. If you want the abundant life, if you want to have peace in your life, if you want to have joy in your life, then it's through Jesus Christ. That's the way you get it. Um, and so my encouragement this evening is if you're not saved, man, I encourage you to uh, search your heart, you know, search your heart and you know, we, we all have this thing that's inside of us and it's called the still small voice. You know, we can sit and we can tell people we don't believe in this and we don't believe in that. But when the rubber meets the road, you know, if you've ever been in a your life is on the line situation, it's funny how quick we start calling upon God. And it's funny how quick we start realizing there's something bigger than us out there. And I think deep down inside, we all know that God is real. You know, but it's our own convictions, it's our own condemnation, it's our own guilt and our own shame that keeps us from approaching him. But I need for you to understand he loves you the way you are. It, it, it's we can't we're never going to get it right. We're never going to get it all the way right to be able to approach God and say, OK, once I fix all this stuff, then I'll come to God. We can't fix this stuff. If we could do it, there would be no need of a savior. You know, so we've got to stop trying to have this mentality of I'm going to get it all right. And then once I get it all right, I'll go and I'll, I'll, I'll be at church. And once I get it all right, I'll serve in, in church. And once I get it all together, then I'll go back around those people. And, and once I do this, listen, stop thinking that way because it's never going to work. You're never going to find that formula because it's not going to work. I've tried it. I've tried everything you can think of and it doesn't work. You know what works? Humbling yourself and asking God to take over and saying, Lord, I can't do this. I cannot do this, but you know who can? He can. And that doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you weak. It really doesn't to say that I, I need the Lord. I don't only need the Lord. I want the Lord in my life. He has shown his love to me over and over and over. So many times when I would just spit on his grace, he loved me. When I would totally just abandon things that he did for me and act like it wasn't nothing, he continued to pour his love out on me to a point in time where now in my life, I see that love and I want to love him in return. And his Bible says that. It says the love of God will draw you to repentance. If you will just get honest with yourself, if you will just get honest with God, Everything in your life can change, my friend. Every single thing can change. So that's our encouragement tonight. If you have not received Christ, 
I'm begging you, receive Christ in your life and watch everything change. And it's in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. And if you're backslidden, then my friend, repent. Repent because God's faithful. You know God's faithful. If you've seen him move before, he's not going to leave you where you're at, but it does require us to do something. So just remember that. If you're asking for God in your life, it's simple. You just close your eyes and you say, Lord, I'm a sinner. God, I'm asking for you to come into my heart. I'm asking for you to take over of my life, and I want to give my life to you. Please forgive me for my sins. I believe that you sent your son to die for me. I believe that you raised your son on the third day for me. And from that moment, you're saved. And watch God do crazy, awesome, wonderful things in your life. And if you're backslidden, my friend, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, you know what to do. Repent and turn from them things. Give that stuff back to God and watch how fast he will turn it around and restore your life. We love you here at One Love Ministries. You, you are absolutely valuable to God no matter what condition you're in. You're not too far for God to reach. There's nothing going on in your life that God cannot overcome. But we got to make the choice to give it to him. We love you guys. We believe in you guys. And remember, you are valuable to God.